good people welcome to shanghai chronicles this is episode 121 damn you 2020 i hope everyone had a wonderful weekend and i hope everyone is staying safe uh, coronavirus is still out there people so you know i hope everyone is still wearing your mask staying six feet apart and you know just taking care of yourselves uh so we have a lot to discuss with the show so many things, Lord have mercy. So many things, Lord, Lord, so many things. Um, one quick thing. Remember how y'all told y'all, you know, I went to go take a COVID test, whatever, whatever. I don't know if I talked about this on the last show, but I didn't get my results back yet. So at this point, I'm just gonna say that if I did have it, I didn't quarantine myself for 14 days, so I wasn't around anybody. None of that. Um. What I can say is that I did get a call from like the health department, PG County, because I live in Maryland, and they were just like, oh, we just want to confirm your address because we wanted to send you a COVID relief package. And I was like, um, excuse me, miss, why am I getting this package that says positive? She was like, no, she was like, no, no, no. Um, we just send this package out to everyone that goes and take a test or whatever. And, you know, I explained to her I didn't have my results. And she was like, oh, you can go onto this website. And you can uh, retrieve your results there. Mind you, when I went to go take the test, they didn't give me none of that information. So I go into, I think it was like bio reference or something like that. And I go register myself. No test results, y'all. They was like, if you don't see anything, call this 800 number. Call 800 number. The lady that helped me was very nice. She searched that system up and down. She searched like if my name was spelled wrong. She searched the address and when I went to go take where I went to go take the test everything nothing came up in the system for me the only thing that came up was like when I went to the doctor in 2013 and they must have used that particular lab for some blood work other than that the lady didn't have anything so you know I told her I said you know miss no disrespect to you I appreciate you you know helping me I appreciate everything that you did today but I'm not going to go take the test again I said because one I was already nervous and I said two you know I did my part as an American citizen, because I knew I was starting to drift out, go places um, for my birthday weekend. And I know my mother is high risk. So I just was, you know, being prepared, being, you know, cautious or whatever like that. I said, so, you know, I'm not going to take the test. And I was like, you know, I quarantined for 14 days. And there are a lot of people that go and take the test and don't do any of that. So, you know, I was just, I'm going to be quite frank with you. I'm not doing it. So... I don't know what the problem is. I don't know if they just lost my results. I'm not sure. But 
if you guys are going to go take a COVID test, um, I think one of my friends, she told me the best places to go are like, you know, like CVS. Um, you get your results back like in two to three days versus going to the free sites that their governors or your county or whatever is telling you to go take a test, you'll get your results back quicker. So just a little, you know, piggyback on that. Uh, So let's get into Damn America. So with Damn America, we're going to recap the Democratic Convention. Um, I watched it. I didn't, I didn't love it. Um, I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm not loving what the Democrats are giving. Um, since I've been home for quarantine, I've been home now for like five months. And I've really been into politics. I've really been looking up things. I've been looking at people. I've been reading articles, YouTube videos, everything. And I'm not feeling this election. And that's nor Democratic nor Republican. I'm not feeling either. I am going to go vote. Um, I do feel that I'm going to go vote. I am going to go vote for my local elections that are there. But uh, it's going to be really hard for me to put that pencil for the presidential debate. And this is why. Because neither party is giving me anything. You know, um, with the Democrat Party, they are used to having the black vote. Um, and you know, this year it's just like with so many, many things that have occurred with George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, who Breonna Taylor, who, um, officers are still having a good time. They have not been arrested. Um, so even this new incident that occurred in Wisconsin with, uh, Jacob, uh, black, I believe his name is. And, you know, they're just not outlining anything that will help us. Everything that they have been outlining have been toward other, you know, minority groups. And I feel that, you know, black people, in my opinion, that we honestly, I don't know if we really know what we want. You know, like, do we know what we want? Do we just start? I mean, is our argument suggest that we want, you know, the police brutality? It has to be more than that. And, you know, with the two candidates that we have for the Democratic Party, you know, Joe Biden, if you look at his history, he's responsible for the, you know, crime bill. Then you have Kamala Harris. When you look at her history, she's responsible. She's responsible for a lot of innocent people going to jail in California. Uh, one person that she put on death row, Kim Kardashian, was helping to, you know, get out of that situation. So it is a lot. And when I watched the convention, I wasn't appeased. Nothing jumped out at me. Nothing was just like, oh, my God. Da, 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 da. Honestly, if I watched it and was drinking at the same time, it, it was pretty much like I would have been drunk. Because if I was playing, you know, how many times they say Trump, I would have been drunk. Because I feel like they said Trump the whole time during the whole convention um you know with the Kamala Harris thing I'm not here to dog her but you know this thing where like oh you know she identifies as black she's HBCU a you know she's AKA you know those are things to you know symbolize to bring black people to vote 
And it's just like, that's not enough. You know, we have to stop voting politics off of color. We need to start voting politics off of policies. And we need to start worrying about, oh, you know, black people are for the Democrats. Black people are only Democrats and white people are only Republicans. Because if you do your history in time, you would see that black people were Republicans at one time. And then it was some things, history that went down with that. And it's just like at this point of the game, we need to be really interested in what party is going to bring the policies. And, you know, I don't feel that if you're a Republican you're, you're and you're black, you're a coon or whatever the case may be. And I think that only comes because of the color of that person that's representing that party. And, you know, a lot of people haven't really taken the time throughout this whole quarantine to really, you know, familiarize themselves with politics, educate themselves. I know politics is a dangerous game. It's a dangerous topic to even discuss with your friends, with family, you know, it's a lot. And, you know, right now with this election, you know, between the mail-in ballot situation and, you know, um, the coronavirus, and then we have the police brutality, you know, it's a lot. And I do feel that this this election is going to be at its best when it's time for the debates. And that's when we really need to, you know, really, really pay attention. Because right now, they're just showing us, you know, accepting their nominations and things like that. But I don't feel like the Democratic convention i don't feel like they outlined or talked about any type of you know policies and you know at first you know i did hear a lot of people saying like oh well you know the thing was that we need to defund the police and when i thought about it i'm i thought about it and i'm just like you know i don't know if i'm really for defunding the police only because i know that there are some good cops out there that are not like others that are there to you know hate black people and i do feel like if we defund the police it's it's going to be chaos because if we go to like community policing i feel like we're going to have a situation where we get into a george zimmerman and trayvon martin because that was like a neighborhood watch type thing you know and a lot of states in the south they're able to have guns and you know things like that so i I, i'm not for that you know at first i was like you know they don't really do shit you know they you know can't solve no cases you know none of that but then you know i kind of had to sit down and just think about it i'm just like you know no I'm not really for it, but the two candidates that um, are running for the Democratic convention, I'm sorry, running for the Democratic Party, they are for giving more money into the police. And I feel like, you know, that's where we kind of have like a strain because let me tell you, so um, you know, I told you guys in some previous episodes, I had rewatched The Wire again. And I told you like, you know, The Wire hits different when you're older. And the reason why I said that is because there, there, it's, there are episodes where they are outlining the politicians, the police commissioner, uh, uh, the superintendent of schools, you know, where to outline the money. And there was an episode where 
the mayor at the time, he decided that he wasn't going to give that much money to the police department, that he was going to give it to, you know, the school system, the education. And it was just like, you know, the police went on strike. They were upset, you know, overtime, this, that, and the third. So I do feel like, you know, giving them more money, I don't feel that that will solve the situation. I feel that these particular police officers need more training. And they need to weigh out the ones that are bigots and racist. And once they weigh that out and really get people in there that really want to change the world and really want to protect and serve, then everything would be perfect. Um, and I and I'm not gonna I think perfect is like over exaggerating a little bit, but it will be to a point where it's manageable. Cause right now it's not. And just looking at all these different videos that have surfaced and, you know, it's just it's all over the place. And it is it's sad. And, you know, with the Democrats, I didn't really feel that they were connecting with black people. I didn't feel that they were showing or giving us or not giving us or just showing or outlining what they want to be the agenda. And, you know, I've been coming across a lot of people that are thinking this way. You know, a lot of people that are on the same page. Um, you know, Ice Cube did a post and he he got it. He understood. And, you know, a lot of people from my Twitter and Instagram comments, they understand. Like, look, these candidates need to lay out what the black agenda is going to be. Because at the end of the day, even though we're yelling we want Trump out, this, that, and the third, we are still in the same predicament we were in when we had Obama in the office and quite frankly you're not going to get a turnout like you guys did when Obama was in office and you know I just had that conversation with my best friend we were just saying like you know when we were voting for Obama I was in college and it was amazing the feeling was just out of this world like we were young we didn't really look into any of those things and we just knew that it was just going to be a black family in the White House and the numbers were crazy they're not going to get that anymore. And I read an article where a lot of young people are not going to go vote because they feel that the presidential election is a joke. They feel like we're going to be in the same predicament. Nothing is going to change. We're not, you know, black people are not going to get much, you know, it's going to be the same old dance, just different days. And, um, I hope and pray that the nominees or, you know, the people that are running, I hope they take that into consideration because right now it's just like, okay, we got to get the black vote. So let me go and, you know, try to get this black lady. She's she's relatable. I need to, you know, build my numbers up with, you know, the black women, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, you know, where are the policies? Where are the policies? How are you going to help black people and especially the black youth? And on top of that, when I looked at the convention, everybody is old i mean old and honestly it's just like we need to wipe out everything we need to wipe out all of congress and we just need to get young fresh faces in there we need to get people that's in there and don't get too big-headed and don't you know try to play the game to the point where you want to get rich off of playing the game and you become corrupt like we really need some people in there that really wants to make a change and you know in the beginning of quarantine, I had this conversation with another one of my friends. I know, y'all, I got a lot of friends. And, you know, he was just saying how, you know, 
black people, you know, we need our own party. We don't need to be worried about them. You know, we were okay when we were, you know, separated, but we wanted to be equal so bad. And once I started doing the research, I was like, you know, well, one, I get where you're coming from, but like two, it wasn't kind of fair to our ancestors because they fought so hard. But then I saw the, um, a YouTube video that showed like how Malcolm X was like, damn, what did I, I mean, not Malcolm X, Martin Luther King was like, damn, what did I do here? Like, why did I want this so bad for my people to be, you know, equal where, you know, blacks in the North, they were doing just fine, you know, in North Carolina, they had their own bus systems. They had this, they had that, but we just wanted to be equal so bad. We just wanted to be accepted so bad. And I feel like we're the only race that wants to be accepted so bad. It's just like, we don't even need that acceptance because we will really be very, very powerful if we were able to stick together as one, be a unit. And that's the main goal. That's the main focus that we need to work on. We can't just come together when somebody gets shot or, you know, or we see some Karens out on the street. We have to come together 365 days. And when we come together, we are a force. We're powerful. It eats them alive when they see that. And it's just like, we're just not there. Like, we're just not grasping it. So, you know... Um, the Republican convention is this week and I am going to watch it only because I want to compare the two and I want to uh, be able to give feedback and, you know, discuss it. And it's not about me being part of the Republican Party or Democratic Party. I actually, you know, registered to be independent because whatever policies I feel that fit my family and fit my life and fit my well-being, that's how I want to look to vote. I don't want to look to vote because, you know, all blacks are known to be Democrats or, you know, if I vote Republican, I'm considered a coon or whatever. Like, I, I don't want to vote that way anymore. I want to be able to vote that I know that when um you know social security or you know jobs or you know black people you know would be able to get this especially you know black women young women you know i want to be able to vote on those policies and you know right now with that convention i just wasn't feeling it i wasn't feeling it at all um you know it was just like boring it was blah it was just like not for me but you know, to each his own, you know, I always, like I said, politics is very dangerous. Um, you can lose a lot of friends, family members, like, you know, a lot of people, you know, it's a lot. And, you know, I'm also learning too that people are entitled to opinions. You know, everyone is not going to think like me. And even though I want everyone to think like me, <laughs> um, it's not going to work that way. You know, that's why God made us all to be different. We all have different opinions. We all look different, you know, so... Uh, that's something that I have learned to accept, you know, during quarantine, you know, quarantine, if you haven't learned anything throughout the whole quarantine, I don't know what you've been doing, but quarantine should at least, you know, should at least learned a little speck of something about yourself or change something about yourself or, you know, did a goal something. So we'll see, but it was, uh, definitely, you know, interesting, um, to say the least, um, you know, Joe Biden, when he was up there with his husband, with his wife, I don't know if he was saying this is, hi, I'm Joe Biden's wife. Like, I, I don't know what he was saying. You know, the, of course they said that he deals with dementia, you know, it's a lot because he's old. So, and honestly, he's probably only give us one term. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. 
Um, so my other damn America topic is study finds that black women with natural hairstyles are perceived as less professional. So this is a good one because me being as though that I am a natural girl and my hair is natural, uh, I do wear my protective styles um, to protect them. I mean, to protect my hair, uh, especially during the winter months. Um, when I saw this article, I was just like, what? And of course, this was, you know, this research was conducted by um, Duke University. And uh, the management professor, her name is Ashley. Uh, she noted in the research findings that an influence of black hair may seem uh, minuscule, but that it is, in fact, a serious consideration may lead to a lack of black rep representation in the corporate settings. Now, for me, I don't wear my natural hair all the time. I, I don't wear my natural hair in the workplace. I don't wear my natural hair when I go to interviews. I'm very skeptical about that. You know, um, I do wear braids um, in the office, you know. Um, I don't even really get my natural hair straight. And now if I do get it straight now, just, just like see my length or get my ends clipped or whatever like that. Um, I definitely wouldn't say they were less professional. I, I would say that people put us in that category to seem as such. Uh, but no, definitely not. I mean, your hair does not define you. Your hair does not define your personality. Your hair should not define your worth ethic. You know, it's hair. And, you know, I feel that with everything that's going on with the black community, with, you know, the George Floyd and Breonna Taylor, you know, all of that. I'm just like, okay, really like come on now and you know and i seen where the guy the boy in texas he won his suit against the school because he had his dreads and it, it, you know it's a lot and it's just so crazy because when people see your hair when they see your hair they're like oh my god it's so beautiful like how did you get your hair like that you know it, it's just it's just beyond uh so they found this because there were participants of various races who were asked to act as recruiters with interviewing with job applications, pretty much. So the participants in the study, they rated that black and white female job candidates on professionalism, competence and other factors. So they came up with black women with natural hairstyles were given lower scores on professionalism and were not recommended for the next stage in the mock screenings as often as white women with curly or straightened hair. They said the study also found black women with natural hairstyles were deemed less competent than black women with straightened hair. I don't know how that is the same because the skin color ain't changed. We're still black. It's just the hair. Like, what? That doesn't even make any sense. Um, so check, so check this out. In one experiment, two groups of the mock, um, evaluators rated the same black woman as a job candidate. And one group, they saw a photo of the applicant with her natural hair. And the other group saw the woman with, with the straightened hairstyle. This is the same lady. And a photo of the woman with the straightened hair 
was rated as more professional according to the study. And then the evaluators described the women in that photo as more polished and refined. They were far more likely to recommend her for an interview. So, of course, they're looking at her hair. They're just like, oh, you know what? You meet this standard corporate life. Like, you meet that. We we like it because your hair is straightened. You know, you look more poised with the straightened hair. That's corporate to us. We love that. And it's so crazy because... I, I I can see that, and then it's just like I understand. I can't. I won't say I understand it, but unfortunately, a lot of people that you know are natural have really gone with that norm. Like, okay, you know what? I have a job interview. I'm not about to wear this twist out. I'm not about to wear this big fro. I need to get this hair straightened or I need to find me a wig or I need to get me a weave. Like a lot of people do that. And a lot of people do that, get get the interview, get the job. And then once they get comfortable, maybe after their 90 day probation, they'll go in there and wear their natural hair because they know that in, you know, per HR, you cannot fire me or get rid of me because of my hair, you know? So I am a victim of that. Like, I do that. I don't go to interviews with my natural hair. I do not. I go to interviews with my hair straightened or my hair, you know, with a wig or a weave. And once I get the position, I wait a couple of days and then that's when I like, boom. Okay. Yeah. Like, you know, like, it's like I come in the office. They be like, dang, is this is your name? Is your name Shay? Like, no way. And I be like, mm-hmm, it's me, you know? So... It's really, you know, how you play the game. Unfortunately, it's a shame that you have to play the game that way. But, you know, life is a game and you have to continue to play it at all costs. And you got to play whatever card is dealt. But it's discrimination. Of course, we know that it to be. Um, But it's just a lot. You know, black people, we have so many issues, you know, so much that we take on. And especially black women, it's just so much that we take on, burdens we have. It's just a lot. And hair is just least of our concerns. If anything, black women want to make sure that we look presentable. We never want to walk around with our hair looking crazy. Never. Even if people think that natural hair looks ridiculous, it's nappy, we want to make sure it looks the best at all times. And it's just hard when you have all these people just like you know judging you that's why a lot of females you know are not comfortable wearing their natural hair because they feel they're going to get judged and that's not how society you know perceives the woman to look you know um they also said that the study found that faux locks no is it no the study also found that faux locks job candidates with natural hairstyles were subject to discrimination when they were evaluated for jobs in consulting. However, mock evaluators hardly considered hair texture when screening professionals, when screening profiles of women who desired to work at ad agencies. Uh, Rosie, Rosa, Rosita and other researchers found this may be due to advertising being seen as a creative industry with less dogmatic approach to workplace attire that's funny because your hair texture the hell 
So I guess they want to know, like, if you got a 4A, 4B, like, what? Does that even matter? Um, wow. They said that people, they're not even worried about your race or your biography background. They just really stuck on the hair. Hair is a thing. Wow. They said similar research studies have found evidence that bias against black natural hairstyles and textures are prevalent in our society, even among black people. That is very, very true. Uh, Check this out. So in 2016, Perception Institution worked with the creative team at Shea Moisture to conduct a good hair study. The study included 4,163 participants with a sample of 688 black and white uh, um, naturalista women. Researchers found one in five, one in five black women feel pressure to straighten their hair for work. That's true. Which was twice the number reported for white women. The study also discovered millennial nat- uh, uh, naturalists have far more positive views on textured hair than other women, including black women with straightened hair. Hmm. That's pretty funny. Wow. Wow. That's pretty. F- that's something. It's a lot here. Um, I didn't know that this lady in 2019, she's a TV reporter, Brittany Noble Jones, says she was fired after her boss discovered she was pregnant and embraced her natural hairstyle. I was told by my na- told my natural hair is unprofessional and the equivalent to him throwing on a baseball cap to go to the grocery store. He said, Missis- Mississippi viewers needed to see a beauty queen. He even asked why my hair doesn't lay flat. <laughs> you know? Last month, the Crown Act went into effect in Virginia and bans hair discrimination statewide. California Senate's, um, Senator Holly J. Mitchell superheaded the bill in her own state, which was signed into law in July 2019. And that's, I'm glad. I'm, I'm, I love, I love to see that because, you know, black women, one thing we don't play about is our hair. And there are a lot of black women out there that don't have tough skin when it comes to certain things being critiqued about them. So, you know, that can lead you into some type of depression. You know, you don't think that you're good enough. You don't think that you're doing best at your job because they're discriminating against your hair. Like, it's crazy. And like I said, you know, I'm a victim of it. You know, I do, you know, job interviews. I straighten my hair, you know, and that's crazy because we were just having this you know, me and my best friend were just having this conversation with her, um, her cousin, and you know, he has like a high top fade, and he has like a little bush, and he's like, you know, I want to go to, you know, wear this hair for school, blah blah blah, and you know, I was just like, well, his hair doesn't define him, and she was just on some, she was just like, no, 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 because. Your hair doesn't define you, but society does. And I don't want you to go out there and, you know, be judged. Like, because, you know, you have this this fro, this high top, you consider to probably maybe be gangster. They put you in that category, you know, and you're a scholar. Uh, so unfortunately, you know, you got to play this game that's dope. And it's a shame. So I'm glad to see that people are banning these hair discriminations and they're actually putting things into effect uh, because that's what we need, something to protect women, to protect black women at all costs um, when it comes to things like this. Like it's quite um, it's quite sick. It's quite sick. Um, But (laughs) 
That was funny. I'm I'm definitely not less professional at all. Even if even if my fish is like high to the sky, okay? I'm not a professional at all. Okay. I get the job done. Fro and all. Okay. Uh so damn America, the DNC convention, listen. I'm not here to lecture people or try to sway people to do anything. You know, I just want the best for my people. I want the best for the younger generation. And I just want us to be able to know, you know, exactly what we're getting ourselves into. It's not going to be peaches and cherries, people. Like, you know, people are hollering, oh, get Trump out of here. Da, 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 da. Like, it's just going to be the best of the best of the best with Kamala and Joe. No, no, I don't see it happening. Mm-mm. I think we, you know, if we don't really put our foot down as black people, we probably going to be in the same predicament. Because let me tell you, sister girl still broke with Trump. I was still broke with Obama. I was still broke with Bush. Shit. Bush, I don't even remember Bush. I was in uh, high school, okay? So, like, I'm still broke, okay? Nothing is advancing me, all right? Only thing that can advance me at this point to stop being broke is my damn self, okay? So... We shall see. Uh, so let's get into our rising stars. Our rising star, we have Donna Gray and Daniela Gray. And they are the co-founders of... Uh, it's loading up for me. It's called Womenish. Uh, so... They're two sisters. Um, they made it their life mission to support women and create safe, uplifting, and simply fun environments to connect in. So after years of growth and supporting women by hosting podcasts, workshops, and events, they decided to take their mission to the next level. So together, they built a team of progressive women who were already pushing the barrier of experiences in Chicago, which whom they shared their mission. So waning, uh, wanting to connect women in Chicago and beyond, they have begun to develop Womenish as a movement that breaks single definition stereotypes of being a woman and celebrates various women's perspectives through the alternative um, interactive art of experiences. So their mission is to create safe spaces for women from all different backgrounds to connect with others while creating a sense of community and environment designed and imagined just for them. So shout out to Donna Gray and Daniela Gray. Uh, they have, um, looks like it's a 2020 womanish exhibit experience uh so i think you can go i don't know if it's in chicago but they do have a website where you can go and look at the um do the experience you can get tickets and the website is wearewomenish.com if you guys you know want to check it out um i went on there and it looks it looks dope i ain't gonna front it looks really really nice it's cute um, you can get tickets um it's 35 dollars um it's two hour time limit so looks pretty cute so shout out to them okay celebrating that black magic it looks like it is in chicago yeah it's in chicago so perfect and i chicago the food is i heard the food is bomb in chicago i would love to go love to go like that's a place that i would love to visit all right y'all so let's get into this work some segment okay y'all so i've been i've been at back i've been exercising now y'all so my friends we encourage each other and i've been exercising i did zumba on saturday and a bitch cannot dance okay and when i say a bitch can't dance i mean i can't be nobody background dancer because i can't take choreography bitch can only twerk that's a damn shame and my twerking probably needs some work because i've been quarantined for five months and i don't know if i can catch a beat but we shall soon 
So let's work something. We have, you know, another episode or another series of The Bold and the Beautiful, Megan and Tori. Okay, so, you know, I hit on the whole Tori Lanez thing and I was just like, you know, Megan has been fucking Tori on the low for like eight months. You know, recently she came out because she'd been seeing Instagram comments. She showed her foot, the injury, you know, she, you know, just been reading things. It's down the third. Tasha K, shout out to Tasha K. Um, she was the one who really broke the story first. You know, she, you know, I watched her. She did let us know that Megan, you know, Tori shot Megan. And they've been, you know, messing around for the whole thing of quarantine. Megan came out. Um, she told us that Tori shot her. She said that it was, you know, for no reason. Uh, you know, she explained that she didn't go to police because the area that they was in and also knowing, you know, the situation with police and black people, you know, this, that, and the third. It's just so many different conflicting stories with this, um, with this soap opera. And to be honest with you, I'm over it. Oh my God, I'm over it. You know, I understand you know it's a hashtag going around protect black women and people want to cancel tory and all of this and then i just seen another post because i was saying i was like i was like best friend where her best friend at where kelsey been at i ain't seen her she's talking about she need to take a break and all this other shit let me find out this best friend got something going on or knew something about it so then I was strolling on Instagram, you know, just strolling, being nosy, go to Dick's little page. And then I pop up and I see this and it was like, oh, so now T is coming out that the best friend was liking Tori and wanted to get with Tori. And her and Megan has been over Tori's house the whole quarantine. But Megan was secretly fucking Tory for eight months and the best friend ain't know you know like listen <clears throat> and you know we done seen Megan hanging out with Lala Anthony she's talking about she gotta protect their energy everybody ain't your friend I done seen her fishing with some randoms and seen her twerking with some randoms Kelsey ain't nowhere in sight ain't nowhere in sight and I think homegirl knows some things okay and none of this that I'm saying condones Tory Lane shooting Megan in the foot. None of it condones any of it at all. He is very pussy if he did that. Um, and at the end of the day, we probably would never know any, you know, we would never know the truth. I mean, the only person that know the truth is that white lady that was the witness. People in the car. Tory Lane's. Megan and the best friend. Okay. That's the only people that ever know the truth. We would never know the truth. So we I don't care how many videos she posts, how many things she tell us. At this point, this story should just be done with. Like it doesn't even matter anymore. It's just like it is, you know, it's just like Lord, I'm glad you're fine, girl. You can go back to twerking, girl. You done got your stitches, blah blah blah. Whatever. Okay. This shit is just beyond, you know, first it was like Tori was getting shit back to Canada, you know, it was a lot. Then, you know, it was a thing coming out that Tori had paid Megan off because, you know, she wasn't, you know, she wasn't saying anything. But now Me- Megan was talking like a damn 
talking like a damn, you know, sailor and maybe the check-in go through, you know, it's just crazy, you know, it's crazy because at the beginning, at the beginning of quarantine, Tory Lanez is our man, you know, like y'all can't tell me that he wasn't because everybody was turning, tuned into quarantine radio, you know, tuned in. So, you know, I'm just ready for this soap opera to end, you know, the bold and the beautiful don't even come on. I mean, do it come, oh, the bold and the beautiful do still come on. It do still come on, you know, it's only like 30 minutes. It's only like 30 minutes. So I don't even know why we done got a whole fucking damn near almost a month of this shit. Like, I'm just over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. I don't even want to hear it no more. It's just like, Lord, thank God she's okay. Just make your money, Meg, okay? Um, Now we have... <laughs> It's a lot of cancellations going on here. I feel like I'm at work. Everybody's going to cancel. Um, <clears throat> Tori, uh, not Tori. Trey songs, Lord. Oh, Lord. So the thing that came out about the girl, she gave head to seven NBA players. Okay, first of all, she didn't gave head to seven people. Okay. Uh, first of all, I don't know how she just, you know, can ca- casually just give head to seven random guys, okay? And then they NBA players. My thing is, I want to know who the NBA players were, okay? Because I know once she came out and told that T, I know NBA wives and girlfriends is at home like, well, was it your dick that was in her mouth? Was it your dick? What, what the hell was you at on the day that she talking about this? Let me find out you had your dick in her. Like, what what what, what day was this? Because the bitch is saying it was seven NBA players. Who? Was it you? Because she ain't said no names, but I'm just trying to figure out. Was it you? Like, what was going on? And, you know, the whole thing. And then, you know, she came out about Trey songs and Trey song pissing on her. You know, it's just, oh, God. My thing is like, why? Why are these men having sex with these women? Like, what is going on? Like, there's no way that these men can tell me that they just be so horny that they just having sex with anything. It just doesn't make any sense. Now, I understand, you know, uh, vagina is vagina, whatever. You know, vagina don't got no name on it, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, come on. Where, where is your self? Like, where is the self-respect on both parties? Where is the self-respect on the women's side? Where is the self-respect for the men? Like, y'all just out here just having sex with anybody. And then, you know, you want to play victim and get mad when they're telling all the business. And, you know, you want to get mad when they get pregnant. It's just like, why? These things wouldn't happen if you want to put yourself in these predicaments. So... Now was a thing out there with canceling Trey and saying like you know how Kiki Palmer was telling the truth about him, blah blah. blah. All you nigg, oh God, I don't want to use the word niggas, but I'm sorry, Auntie. They acting like niggas. All you niggas got to do is one thing, one thing, not even one thing, maybe three things, three things. All you niggas got to do, you gotta sing, rap, promote an album. And get money. That's it. That's it. Y'all, when y'all go on tour, y'all want to meet this woman, meet that woman. And I understand the groupies are there. But there's also a thing called the word no. You know? Like, no. You know? Like, okay. But I get it. You know? It's just like, okay, who's going to pass up this? Listen, girls all the time. Some girls. You know, some women pass up dick. They don't, you know. Every dick ain't for them. You know? So, it's just like... Every vagina shan't be for you, but doesn't seem it's working out that way. 
So, you know, then Trey Songz, you let the girl call you a nigga. Like, what? Like, you ain't even address that. You out here doing social justice reform, giving us posts and stuff. But then you wanted to clarify what the girl said, but it was okay for her to call you a nigga? Like, what? And then these bitches be plastic looking. Nothing on them is real. Their lips, like, oh, God, it's just a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. It's a hot ass mess. It's a mess. Um... We already finished the Master P Chronicles. And speaking of Master P, this C murder and Master P is just messy and ghetto. It's like, damn, 2020, what more can you give us? So, you know, Kim Kardashian and Monica, Monica reached out to Kim Kardashian to help C murder. They've been, you know, Monica has been trying to help him for seven months now. Monica must have came out about it and talked about it. See, murder must have posted. And here come Master P. He like, he ain't at ATM. And, you know, he didn't disrespect the family. He didn't did this on the third. Then he came off at Monica talking about how he don't know her. Then bring her personal business out there about her being married. All of that should have been left out. Then, you know... These side chicks come out of nowhere with their pictures where they done went to go visit see murder. Like, Lord, child, is just ghetto. And all the man want to do is come home. At this point, just forget all the foolery, the fuckery, and just try to get the man home, the innocent man home. I mean, he been in jail, okay, for something that he didn't do. We already saw on the Chronicles it played out. The witness said... That that is not what happened. It was basically they forced him to say that because they was already after him, you know. And I feel that he's been in jail for so long. He probably has, I mean, not probably. Well, I hope he has learned from his mistakes. So it's just like, oh my god, like I mean, out of just out of the woodwork. Then you're not. You got other family members coming out of the woodwork talk about Master P. Then you got little Romeo and put his little business in it. Only person who ain't said something, Lord Jesus, thank God. I, I, he's the only one, Lord. Silk the shocker. I don't even think he said nothing. I think he just gave a post, Lord, and just thanking people. It's just like, Lord, help us. So, listen, if Kim K can get him out, God, please get him out, Kim K. Hopefully, maybe if you get him out, they'll probably invite you to the cookout this time. I don't know. You probably won't even get invited after all the shit that Master P done done. Who knows? He done, you know, he didn't let us know he's not an ATM. And, I mean, then on top of that. Y'all, people is writing these long ass posts. These posts be long. They be like damn journal entries. They be long as hell, like a goddamn blog post. Like they all on blog spot or something. They just be long, long ass entries. And if I got time reading all that shit, even though I did read it, but it's just simple fact. It wouldn't matter. Like, damn, who is really sitting there typing that shit up for you? Because if it's the assistant, woo. Y'all need to double their salary because they typing a lot. Ain't no spell check. They probably hasn't spell checks. They probably, you know, went over it. But Lord have mercy. Ooh. Um, then, you know, Kanye must have took his medicine, y'all. Because Yay has been bubbly. He's been hanging out, you know, to chains and having him a good time in Atlanta. Now, he still think his ass is going to get on the ballot. But he has not gotten on no ballots because he has not made the deadlines. But him and Kim are in a good place. So who knows what's happening here? But maybe he done took his meds. Who knows? If he did, thank God. Thank God. I I haven't gave up on you yet. I ain't give up on you like everybody else because I understand. I understand. I ain't give up on you. I ain't give up on you. Um. So Rapper Turk, you know, crap. Rapper Turk uh, decides that he's going to spill the tea. 
you know, I call him Crab Boss, him and uh, uh, Lil Wayne. And he wants to decide that, you know, he wants to spill the tea to let us know that, you know, these girls back in the day gave them crabs and they gave them to their baby mothers. Like, oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. Some things, you know, it's a saying, it's a saying that goes, you know, if you don't have nothing nice to say, just don't say nothing at all, Lord. Lord have mercy. You know, 2020 has been something, y'all. I'm telling y'all, when the new year come, when the new year come, I'm be so drunk. I'm be so celebrating. I, I ain't going to know what. Because this damn you, twin, I'm just going to be having me such a, I'm going to have me a blast. I'm going to have me a ball, okay? I am going to just live it up, shit, like it's 1999. Hell. Okay, hell. That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to live it up like it's 1999, shit. Um, cause it's been something, you know, we didn't need that information, you know, you know, like you got people looking at Toya now, when you look at Toya and she probably got shorts and shit on, they probably gonna be zooming in and, you know, like, Lord have mercy, just gonna be looking at her and be like, damn, do she got the crabs now? Lord have mercy, you know, like, who we didn't need that. <clears throat> and I'm glad, you know, Lil Wayne ain't backed that up. And I'm glad Toya ain't. <clears throat> Excuse me, Toya ain't you know back it up either. Just kept it classy, ain't respond. You know, that's been just a that's a real woman right there. Um, it's a lot. Uh, you know, verses then came out. So does Brandy and Monica. Brandy and Monica are gonna do a verses. Yes, I've been waiting for this. <clears throat> you know, on Twitter they were like, you know, going back and forth about this, and we finally gonna have it on the thirty first and. I've been listening to all the songs and I cannot choose who's going to win. Okay. Because I love both of them. And growing up, Monica was my go-to. Brandy was my go-to. And I am just ready. I've been listening. I've been creating myself a playlist. A bitch is ready. Okay. And I just cannot wait. And I'm so happy. I'm so excited. Swiss Beats and Timberland. Y'all are really doing it for the culture. Y'all really are doing it for the culture. And I and I love it. I really do. I really, really love it. And a bitch is ready, okay? Because the boy is mine. was my, oh, so many classics. Like, you know, people don't make music like that no more. You know, they really don't make music like that no more when they had, like, some meaning. And, you know, even though I be on here like, oh, Future is my man. He's seeking some shit. It, it, it's different with back in the day. Like, back in the day music, it was beautiful. It really was. It was beautiful. Um, before we close out this Twerk Something segment, um, I saw something where Fetty Wap wife wants the ring back. But he never owned it. What the hell? So, you want a ring back that he was leasing? What that make that make sense, Lord? He leased the ring. First of all, you should be the problem. <laughs> You should be mad at his ass for leasing the ring, first of all, because he make enough money that he should be able to buy it, okay? He don't even own it, and you want it back, sis? Make it make sense, Lord. And then I'm still trying to figure out what do these girls see in Fetty Wap? Like, what, what do they see? I t- <sighs> Lord, Lord, child. I wouldn't have told nobody that to save, like... I wouldn't even, you know, hopefully, girl, just blame, just blame it, blame it on 2020. Just blame it on 2020 for you to want to be making some dumbass decisions like that. Because why the hell would you want a ring back that he ain't even own? He leased the ring. Like, who the hell does that? And he probably, and then on top of that, 
He took the ring back from child. Just get out, child. Just get so. Get so, child. Get so. Get so. And, you know, the NBA, they've been playing really, really good. Um, I've been seeing um, a lot of good games. I have a take on LeBron James, and I'm going to end the twerk something segment with LeBron. LeBron James is annoying to me. And the reason why is because he bitches complains. He's complaining about the bubble being too dark and ain't no fans. Meanwhile, everybody else is balling out. And I'm seeing a lot of key players, and I think I went on this last week, with, you know, um, inspirational, you know, powerful quotes behind on their jerseys. And him being a star player and kind of being like, the NBA, like Michael Jordan, like why wouldn't you have something on your jersey? Like why? Like you done did this video talking about, oh, he read the autobiography of Malcolm X, but then when they asked him about the book, he couldn't give us nothing from the book. It was just like, you know, you did a summer reading project, summer reading list, and you basically went on cliff notes to get all the notes, but then summarize them. Like he looked crazy, crazy as shit. And I'm over him. I'm over him faking like he about this movement. He is about self and trying to keep his image. He ain't thought about no damn movement. Okay? Ain't thought. Ain't thought about it at all. Okay? And he didn't run his damn mind. And he didn't run his mind to the point where he's so damn stressed that his hairline keeps receding back. Okay? Ain't thought. So let's get into what you won't do. So what you won't do is keep sending me the what you doing this weekend text. I ain't doing shit. Ain't nothing to do. We still in the middle of a pandemic. What 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 is there to do, people? Please tell me. Please try ask me what I'm doing. I ain't doing shit. I'm doing the same thing I've been doing for the last five months. Working from home, clock out, drink, and watch me some Netflix. Ain't nothing left else for me to do. Okay? May go hand there to the store, may go hand there with some friends, and that's a maybe, okay? Stop people. I ain't doing shit. I ain't doing shit. Now, if you sending me a text saying, like, what you doing? Oh, I'm just chilling. But don't ask me what I'm doing this weekend. Ain't shit to do. It may be shit to do to you. You know, shit is open. But shit ain't open for me yet. Okay? Bitch not there. You know? I'm slowly, slowly getting in. But I ain't there yet. Okay? I ain't there. So, this will include episode 121, Damn You 2020. I hope everyone has a wonderful work week. Okay, good people. Um, You know, let's pray for... um. Let's pray for Jacob Black, um, the guy that just got shot seven times in his back with his kids in the car uh, with Wisconsin police. Uh, that story is like still development. That's developing. That's why I didn't really touch on it because, you know, it's so many bits and pieces. But even if the bits and pieces come together, it doesn't make it right. Um, so let's just pray for him with speedy recovery. And like I always say, you know, you guys can stream all available episodes on all streaming platforms. iHeart, Google Play, Spotify, Apple. Um, also follow me on Shanghai underscore Chronicles, uh, Twitter and Instagram. And my personal page is Shanghai87. And um, like I always say, good people, I'm out.